you. Yeah. Get over here. So we don't have Steve today because he said that he. I love that you were wearing a coach blanket. That makes me happy. Yes. Oh. So oh. Steve can't be here because he has a soccer game, even though he lied to us and said he didn't have a soccer game, but I guess he does. So instead of Steve, we have our guest, Arthur Pope. Hello. Dr. Dr. Arthur Pope. Dr. Dr. Arthur Pope. Wait, don't we want to do a proper introduction? Like Class a proper, of 2001? <laughs> no, a proper uh, open. What? We don't have a proper open. We discuss welcome this every to the next. Welcome to the next issue of... Wait, is it an issue? A journal. Episode. Episode. Welcome to the next episode of... Ethical Writing! Flip a table. Wait, wait, wait. I have a tray table I can flip. Hold on. Okay, wait. Matthew, do it again. Welcome to the next episode of... Ethical Writing! I flipped a tray table. (laughs) Yes, she did. That was very loud. And now I'm setting it back up because that's how we ethically write it. I wasn't. And we have Arthur Pope, Doctor Doctor, class of two thousand one Insta. Whoop, whoop. What? what? Where did you go to college for your first doctor? Uh, <laughs> well, that's complicated. No, actually, I started at uh, the Ohio State, mm-hmm. people like to say, and then my lab that I was in moved during the second year of my PhD to the University of Florida. So I actually finished my degree at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. I've been to like flying back and forth between Columbus, Ohio, and Gainesville, Florida. No, that sounds terrible. No, and I hate it flying at that point. And Gainesville has a really small airport, and so you either get on a propeller jet, which I was refusing to do, or you can go to a jet engine to fly through North Carolina, and that's it. No. I, I support you. Thank you. And then you went to Loyola for your second doctor. Yeah. So I worked for a few years. Uh, I lived in Ohio, Florida, then I moved to D.C., back to Ohio, then back to D.C., and then I came home to Chicago and went to Loyola for med school. And then I just graduated in May 2018. Yay! Praise the Lord. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And now you're doing your residency at? I'm doing my residency at University of Chicago. Chicago and Pride. Look at all these very fancy <laughs> Chicago universities you're working at. You know, making my way up the train. Uh, and I'm doing emergency medicine, which right. is way different than my life when I was a lab rat. Yeah. Working with mice, pipetting all day. Well, I do remember when you were working with mice, pipetting all day. You said, I'm thinking that I want to go to med school because I want to interact with real people. And you certainly do that when you are. I certainly do interact with real people all day. Uh, I don't know if we have time for stories. but Oh, we absolutely <laughs> have time for stories. Hold on. I want to go back to this concept of the real people. Okay. So I in theater... We call non-theater people real people. Mm-hmm. And I think Google Monkey, who works in architecture, calls non-architecture people real people. Mm-hmm. No. no? I just lied to everyone about I my sentences. refer to non-academics as normal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, so are doctors, like, you know all those normal people over there? Um, I think... Hmm, I think doctors try to pretend like they're normal, but no. <laughs> we're not really normal people because of our life. 
Uh, I mean, I try, I, you know, I just actually was talking to one of my friends the other day saying how I feel like I'm a boring person now because all I do is go to work, go to sleep, come home. Uh-huh. And a lot of my conversations with my coworkers around work and like different medical cases that we saw that day. So I really just want to be a normal person. So that's why I like working in emergency department because I get to talk to normal people like who just are like living their days and like living their lives. And I get to learn about what they've done and what they've been through. So mm-hmm. that's why I like it a lot. It just sort of takes me out of that zone versus like some other departments. Are there any IMSA people who are internal medicine people? These people are strange. But no. <laughs> <laughs> They're not normal people, no. Yeah, right. Of all the specialties, I think emergency medicine is the most normal of the people, but Really interesting. Matthew has brothers who are emergency medicine docs, so who knows? But I would like to do a statistical study to figure out if it's like if it is actually a hundred percent of everybody in a particular field that thinks that they're the normal one compared to everybody else. That's true. Like, is there is there a field where everybody's like, no, we're all weird? I mean, Um, theater. I guess that's maybe. Like, we know we're weird. Yeah. I also have a, a minor grammatical question, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people have, I'm sure there are plenty of websites about this, so I apologize, but with the Ohio State University, mm-hmm. what is the the going with? So the, is it the University of Ohio State, or is it the Ohio State University, or is it the Ohio State University? The emphasis is always the Ohio State. That's because there's another university in Ohio called Ohio University. They just want to be very particular about who they're referring to. So they are the. So it's called Ohio University, and there's there's Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. (laughs) So there's Ohio University, which I think is in Southern Ohio, Google Monkey. <laughs> well, Look at like that, Google Arthur's Google. first appearance, and he's like Google Monkey. Uh, and then there's the Ohio State University. Well, that's like University of Illinois and Illinois State University. Yeah, but we don't say the University of Illinois. No, we, we just, just say, say University U of I. Of U of I. Well, or USC. I, well, Pooja Everwall used to make fun of me because I would I would always call it the U of I rather than just U of I. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she deserved. She was right. How much is Pooja paying you? <laughs> I don't know, but maybe we just. Hey guys, we have two listeners. Shout out to Steve Downing and Chelsea Lynn Whoa. who emailed us. Wow. I know. She emailed us. No, she just wanted to let us know she was out there. We have listeners. Wow. That was wow. not just Steve Downing. Well, send us your question. <laughs> Listeners. Listeners. Gentle <laughs> listeners. If you would like to also email us, it's ethicalrioting at gmail.com. I think Google Monkey has the answer. Ohio University is in Athens, Ohio? Yeah. Which is yeah, southeast. But, yeah, southeast near Appalachia. Mm. Getting close Appalachia. to West Virginia. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio University is the Ohio State University. But I wonder if it's like... I think the question is, is it the University of Ohio State? No, no. it's the Ohio State University. No, 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 no. but I mean, <laughs> it's so complicated about it. Is the V referring to Ohio, Ohio State, University, all of it? All of it. Have you ever seen football players without themselves? I know, you, I know as homosexuals, we don't watch a lot of sports. <laughs> but... 
gay deer, who deer, me deer, no deer. <laughs> but when they're on, if they're playing National Football League, they'll say the Ohio State University. That's what they say. I have a question. When you lived in Ohio, did you consider yourself to be in the Midwest? Um, yes. Okay. I feel like Ohio, even though we're on a, it's on a different time zone, it's still very Midwest. I feel like it's getting too far east to be Midwest. Mm. Like, I understand it because, like, where else are you going to put Ohio? Right. Well, but if you look at it geographically, we are, like... I know, we're east of the Mississippi. Yeah, we're not even a third of the way across country. Midwest got coined when St. Louis was still the gateway to the West. Right. So it was Midwest in relation to the Mississippi. Mm. Yeah. Or, like, the immediate West. Yeah. And that still bothers me, the fact that Illinois is east of the Mississippi, and we call ourselves Midwest. But, like, not as much as it bothers me for Indiana and Ohio and Michigan to call themselves Midwest. And I'm like, you're not even in the central time zone states. <laughs> Maybe it's just their value position. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Part of me is like, do you even grow corn? Mm, I mean, I'm that's Ohio. how Indiana gets in. That's true. Ohio, yeah. they don't. They grow there. And then when she got the Dakotas and Nebraska and Kansas, it's like, Right. Those but then you're like, mm, yeah, plain state. <laughs> yeah. We learned about that in elementary school. I don't know if kids do great like what they learn in school. Isn't it? I don't know. I've been so spoiled that I'm like, oh, what is it like to live in the middle of Kansas and have to drive four hours to a major airport? Oh, Google Monkey has eight. Oh, oh, the top ten Ohio agriculture products. <laughs> Soybeans. Oh, wow. Corn. Mm. Ohio does in fact have corn. Chicken eggs. Dairy products, yeah, so you were right. Yeah. Cattle and calves, mm-hmm. we're now up to two dairy products. Hogs, mm-hmm. broilers, what are chicken. Small chicken. They're oh. chicken. They're home to 88 million broilers or chickens raised for meat. Mm-hmm. Floriculture, which includes bedding and garden plants, foliage plants, potted flowers, cut flowers, mm-hmm. turkeys, and wheat. Who knew Ohio was so diverse? I don't know. They grow mm-hmm. winter wheat. Which is used to make breads and more. So thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. That's fascinating for that Ohio tip. <laughs> Shout out to the IMSA alums that are currently living in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Or the future IMSA alums that possibly get in from Ohio. I'm actually just going to keep my mouth shut about Ohio. Yeah. Because yeah. I sometimes go on little rants about them, but I'm not going to do that here. What is a rant about Ohio? Nope. I re- Saving yourself? I resist. Alright. I refuse to get recorded saying any of this. Alright, so Arthur. If but it you... does revolve around the very stupid, inexcusable game of what they call cornhole. What do you call it, bags? Bags. It's bags. And first of all, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. <laughs> like 85% of Wrigleyville is young men from Ohio. That's true. Taking up the sidewalks with that Blasted game. Get off the sidewalk. That's all. I have to, that's all I'm saying. All right. Great. So then, if you can't tell, Matthew and Arthur have been roommates since like before our June sophomore 1st. year of high school. Well, well, we were roommates June first. Oh yeah, and, again, and your roommate our second again. time around. The first time around, we were roommates at IMSA. Must have been January of '99. Yeah, the second semester. Really? Okay. When did we get out for the school year? That's May or June? June. June. Or June of Graduation was always early June. See how short that lasted. <laughs> and let's see how long it lasts this time. But now you have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 
The nice thing about the cat is she hates us equally. You're right. <laughs> so she only likes Jason? Yeah, pretty much. No. <laughs> she doesn't really like people. Why did you get a cat that doesn't like... Well, yeah. you just described all cats. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. And Matthew really tries to love her. She's like, sweet. <laughs> <not touching>. She's <laughs> like... <laughs> She does the I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> Although every once in a while, like this morning, she will, and it's always really uh, kind of jarring because she's so mean to me the rest of the time. She'll jump up and then sit right on my chest and like put her face right in my face mm-hmm. and be like, "Hello." Mm-hmm. But then that only lasts about two minutes. Like, I'm out of here. Right. Yeah. And then when they're not home, she'll come visit me. And the other day, I wasn't paying much attention to her because I was trying to do work on my computer. And then she bit me on my hand. What? Is that rude? Get Rocket. I think fair. it's just because she wanted me to pay attention to her. But then if you pay too much attention to her, she also bites your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's like that. But, hey. She'll settle down. Yeah. How long have you had her? About a month. Five weeks, six weeks. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. You just got her. Yeah, she settled right in pretty quickly. She didn't do the whole hiding thing. She just like runs She doesn't out. like other cats either. So okay. she's been living in solitary at the shelter, so I think she was just happy to be by herself. To be free. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So Arthur, mm-hmm. when you're not working or sleeping or going to and from work, what do you wish you were doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I wish I had a social life that I could talk to. Like, what would you do? Other than go to 90s dance parties. Oh, yeah. I went to a 90s dance party last night. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. And then before that, I was doing karaoke. Oh, with 90s music? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish I could. Yeah. Matthew, as usual, always falls asleep when I invite him. As usual. He used to be the one that was like, let's exactly. go to Berlin. It's he's 2 a.m. Like, yeah, let's party. Yeah, he's like, it's 2 a.m. and I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't wake up before noon. Right. Yeah. So what do you do all day? Um, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> So if I weren't sleeping and not working, um, I don't know. I think I would try to work. I really, um, when I lived in D.C. for a while, um, I got really into, like, photography. And then I started mm. to get back into it again, like, end of med school. So I wish I could develop my skills in that area a little bit more. It costs a little bit more money. Yeah. Uh, if I weren't doing that, um, I would love to be on a beach somewhere on vacation. But uh, I don't know. I think that's the one thing I wish I could get back into photography. That's sort of, like... And reading. I'm trying to read a book right now called mm-hmm. The Nix, but that's what I would want to do. The Nix, like NIX? Also, if any IMSA people know any single people, I'm single and looking. Hey! So, you know, going on some dates. Top 30 under 30 over right. here. Well, I'm not under 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Matthew, how young do you think we are? Top, top, top 35 under, <laughs> you know, whatever. The top 34 <laughs> to 36. <laughs> Right. Are you old enough to remember the film Jurassic Park? Call up Arthur. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not that you just watched it last week. Speaking of reading, I have read the Jurassic Park novel when I was in Tanzania. My friend told me to read it because it was one of her favorite books, which mm-hmm. was surprising to me. And I read it and I enjoyed it. We are uh, making, so I'm making power, oh my god, words. Making Paper Roses for my wedding. I might have talked about that before. The first book that I used for paper for the roses was Jurassic Park. <laughs> Where did you get the book? Amazon. Okay. Yeah, it hurts Google Monkey because he's like, we're paying 20 bucks for a book we're going to tear apart. And yeah. I'm like, yes, but it's cheaper than $1,000 for flowers. Are you buying book 
that have you have a special connection to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so okay. Jurassic Park is that was a conversation about Jurassic Park was the first time that Nick and I that Google Monkey and I both knew that we liked the other person. So we now have a yearly celebration on March fourth called Jurassic Park Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second book was The Courtship of Princess Leia, because our wedding is Star Wars themed. Mm-hmm. And The Courtship of Princess Leia is a terrible book, <laughs> but is Star Wars and is about, like, Han romancing Leia. Now, have you tried... With kidnapping. With kidnapping. Have you tried to go to, like, Grand Elephant or Salvation Army and see if you can find the book? We did. We got Courtship of Princess Leia from Myopic Books, which is a used uh-huh. bookstore over on Milwaukee. And then, otherwise, we really just go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Because we need, I specifically need a hardback book, and I want the pages to be, like, relatively close to white, and they have to be a certain thickness. Oh, yeah. And, like, a certain size. So our next book is Hitchhiker. Who was buying Jurassic Park in hardback? Other than me? <laughs> yeah, ever. Well, when it originally came when out, came I'm out. sure it was hardback before it went to paper. And that's how all books usually come, right? Yeah. yeah. That's funny to me. That that would have just been instantaneously <laughs> to the softback. No, Michael Crichton. And you found Courtship of Leia as a hardback? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, my word. <laughs> These are not rare editions? No. 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 That's why they only cost $12. Okay. Princess Leia was $10 on my other. Oh, there you go, $10. I have found that since I've been in graduate school, it's nearly impossible for me to <coughs> read anything that isn't either the news or academic writing. Mm. I have been trying to read Around the World in 80 Days, which is about 120 pages, and I started reading that uh, the first week of July, and I'm still not done. Is the problem that it's Jules Verne and is written like two centuries ago? So the no. English syntax? I actually thought it would be good because there are so many very short chapters because mm-hmm. apparently it was published in the newspaper. Right, serialized. It was serialized. So I thought that would be good for my bus ride, but mm. I I can read one or two chapters at a time, and I'm just like, why am I reading this? I need to be reading something else. Yeah. Oh, I think so it's, it's also because I, I am usually needing to read something else, so I can't just read for pleasure. Read for pleasure. Yeah. When I moved to New York, I promised myself that subway time was pleasure reading time, and I would refuse to feel guilty for not doing homework or work on the subway. Mm-hmm. And I have kept to that. Mm-hmm. Except now I don't take public transit anymore. I drive. Which means <laughs> I'm not reading as much. Well, okay. Yeah, exactly. No, it's cheating. It feels like cheating. Because you're not reading it. That's true. But, you know, you're still getting the knowledge. Yeah, but it's... And it's still your time. But it's not reading. So what do you do instead when you're driving to work? I listen to NPR. Mm, Carrie Good. Mm. She's not my favorite, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really more of a Greta Johnson kind of girl. Uh, okay. uh, do you know what I learned once many years ago, many moons ago, I believe my friend Tori Vahula, shout out Don Empson. <laughs> How many Don Empsons do we have listening to this podcast? <laughs> uh, zero, I think. Well, yeah. Google Monkey. Google Monkey. Well, Google Monkey was in the room. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as listening to the podcast. Hey, you never know. Barack Obama. Or, you know, Trump might work. I mean, all three of us now work in Hyde Park. That's true. That's true. So maybe mm. we just need to get Barack Obama to... We need yeah. to get Michelle Obama because she's about to put out a book. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the couch. Yeah. Honorary. We can decide she she's can an get, honorary. She could get Stephen uh, and Chelsea to buy that book. Our <laughs> 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 two listeners. <laughs> but that's a pretty good rate. It'd be like 100%. <laughs> if all 
when Michelle Obama had sent Malia and Sasha to IMSA, oh. then we could be like, you're an IMSA parent. And then, yeah. Malia and Sasha, we need right. you to go back to high school. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> what, what this non-IMSA uh, individual had told me, which I didn't know, I was going on a road trip, is that you can rent uh, books on tape at Cracker Barrel. What? Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you still can, but then you could. And I think I, at that point in my life, had been into a Cracker Barrel like 0.5 times. What? You're okay. from Southern Illinois. How have you only been to Cracker Barrel? I had just never times? been to any growing up. Were you not in I band? think the first time I went to a Cracker Barrel was with, was with Elizabeth Warren and her mother. <laughs> Hello, Liz. Class of 2001. And I rented a book. I decided that I would rent a book that I would, under no circumstances, actually read myself. Mm-hmm. Can you guess the book? Oh, was it a Christian romance novel? <laughs> because those are really fun because there's actually no sex in the Christian romance novel there's barely kissing and I'm like what is happening right now but did they describe it no how many of them have you read two to three okay a month no no it was not a Christian romance novel do you have a guess um Moby Dick nope oh I've read Moby Dick would you like to guess Google Monkey the entirety of Wikipedia. No. Da Vinci Code. Oh, uh, you're not a Dan Brown fan? I, well, no. I mean, the book on tape was fine. Okay. But it was like 14 hours, which was going to be the length of the road trip. And I saw it, and I was like, I will certainly never actually read that book. Mm-hmm. No, it's a really good book on tape, though. Mm. You're in the mood for laughs. You gotta be, and you also have to be warned, but... I don't know if you all know um, Jennifer Lewis. She is the plays the black grandmother on Blackish. Okay. And she reads her own book on tape, and it's the funniest book I've ever listened to. So, if you're looking right. for a little risque. Okay. On Sunday. <laughs> you, you played a part of it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up. Well, I won't. I'll. You know what? I'll just read the book. Yeah. Just really what's going Well, even if you read the book and if you hear her voice, you'll. So, do you have any, either of you, any suggestions for when you get to be in your um, marriage <laughs> uh, and you find that you don't have time to do the things that you want to anymore? How do you make time to do that? Oh. Mm, I think uh. we're precisely the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, well, see, here's the problem is that I have spent a lot of 2018 unemployed, so I've actually had gobs of time. And turns out that a lot of that is spent either training for a marathon or sleeping and then not doing the things that are on my to-do list, just <laughs> like when I'm really busy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, like, laundry. There was, <laughs> last week I wasn't very productive, but I went to the gym a lot. Hey. But that made me feel productive. And I was like, I went to the gym and then I did nothing else. Right. Yeah, that's how long runs go. I mean, you feel kind of good because you're like, I ran 18 miles a day. I don't have to do anything else for the rest of the day. And then Fitbit's like, you should move again. And I'm like, right. what part of 35,000 right. steps do you not understand, Fitbit? But then at the same time, I'm literally like, all I did, like I got up at 6 a.m. and I ran 18 miles and now it's noon and technically I've done stuff, but like I haven't well, done you know, anything. We shouldn't be so hard on ourselves, right? At least we did something. 
It's true. We got off the bed. We that's did. A, that's a good thing. Because sometimes I'll just sleep all day. I have to thank you both. I got out of bed earlier than I would have otherwise, and then I made us pancakes. Well, I had forgotten you said nine thirty until all of a sudden I got these two text messages that were like, "Are you coming?" And I was like, "Yeah." Does she know I don't do anything before noon? <laughs> Haven't we talked about that? <laughs> Certainly on Sunday, the Lord's Day. I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it so early, but yeah, no. I have to get down to Hyde Park. It was good. It got me out of bed. And now look, you're gonna have a productive day. Yeah. And it's a lovely, I think it's going to be a lovely fall day. Nice 56 degree day. Should we, since uh, Stephen's pet isn't here, should we um, should we develop an acronym using the letters of his name? <laughs> okay. I love this as an exercise, but I don't <laughs> understand the end point. Right. Well, it would be a good way to force Steve to listen to his own podcast. Uh, I don't think we can force Steve to do anything. I mean, Steve isn't here to yell at me that when I was in Germany, I did not visit Gortingen. Gortingen. Gittingen. Why did he want you to go there? Because it's the birthplace of modern mathematics or something, something, something. Oh, right. Didn't we talk about that during the last Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, well, okay, maybe I'll go. And then I looked at the train schedules, and I was like, the only thing I'm going to do there is look at a statue. So I'm not going to spend four hours on a train. Visiting a university. All-time favorite part of the Germany trip. The Grimwelt, which is a Brothers Grimm Museum in Kassel, Germany, was amazing. Also, the weekend I was in Kassel, there was a con going on. There was an anime con, and I was like, what is happening? Because everyone was in cosplay going to this con, and I was like, I'm here to see the Grimm's brothers. I don't understand. And visit castles. And then my favorite cosplay was Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Whoa, full circle. I know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why they were cosplaying as Dr. Alan Grant, because supposedly it was an anime convention. But. They were the hipsters of the anime. I guess. Yeah. I was like, but it was a good cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. Also huh. very subtle, because. You don't really know it's Alan Grant unless someone like mentions Jurassic Park and then all of a sudden it clicks in, but otherwise you're like, Oh, it's just a dude in khaki. Yes. And an neckerchief. Neckerchief? Neckerchief. Neckerchief. You know. What is the as you know, I am interested in uh, classification mm-hmm. taxonomy. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between an ascot and a neckerchief? Oh, this is interesting. I always assumed an ascot Google was a very particular type of tie. I feel like a neckerchief is just like a handkerchief you throw around your neck. Mm-hmm. But I feel like an ascot is a very specific tie. So then, is a kerchief a, a word that you can use on its own? To say, oh, there's a kerchief on the floor. Well, yes, but then I think it comes more, like, then it becomes a handkerchief. Or a but it's woman. not in your hand. Right, but like, or like a woman's... And really... You know, women put their handkerchiefs in their hair. So that's a headkerchief. Headkerchief. <laughs> and a lot of men wear them in their back pocket, so it would be a pocketkerchief. Yes. Buttkerchief. Petkerchief. Buttkerchief. All of the men in my show have handkerchiefs. They... Well, this is actually very common. Actors will ask for handkerchiefs so they can, like, dab their sweat during a show. Mm-hmm. But we also have some emotional scenes, and the actors will just dab, dab. I are moist. Well, <laughs> should Lavina and I take um, no. tear kerchiefs? 
for one no. I mean, if you're having, like, a super emotional day, maybe. But otherwise, no. I, it's not quite that emotional. So they're sad, but we won't be sad. I think you'll be sad we'll with them, but I don't know them. that you'll be crying with them. Mm-hmm. There's this one... There's two speeches, because one of the characters has a brother that died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So he talks about that, and he'll get moist. And then one of the other... <laughs> that for a second, you just say he gets moist. I know, maybe not the best choice of words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his face. Yes, his eyes. Mm-hmm. And his eyes then, are getting humid. Yes, and then the other character has a same free ebook. Um, he has a speech about talking about the American flag and when he was in World War II. Okay, a neckerchief is a square. An ascot is a couple of blades of fabric joined by a piece the width of a necktie. Entirely different animals. Oh. There you go. Thank you. But now what is the difference between a handkerchief and a handkerchief? I don't think there's anything because a handkerchief is usually a square. Okay, well then can we at least answer the question, does dictionary.com have an entry for just kerchief? (laughs) Kerchief? I mean, yeah, you could have just a kerchief, I guess. I don't know why you're emphasizing the cur, like it's kerchief, as opposed to like kerchief. Yes. Handkerchief. Handkerchief. Now, a woman's square scarf worn as a covering for the head or centering to the shoulders. Boom. Two. A handkerchief. Wow! That blows my mind. <laughs> I didn't actually think that a kerchief was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta spend more time around costumers. So you knew, like, a large square fabric was called a kerchief? No, but I've been around enough costume designs where they talk about a handkerchief or a pocketchief or a kerchief on your hair. Pocket kerchief? Pocket, pocket, I don't know. Now you're <laughs> lying. You are That's lying. Your stuff is the out. I can't use the words. Just know the uh, dictionary.com definition for a handkerchief. Uh, number two is a neckerchief or a kerchief. It's very recursive. Mm. Matthew, were you on dictionary.com? Please? No, <laughs> but now I want to know if a little square of fabric Attached to a large square of fabric is called a kerchief kerchief. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be like a baby kerchief? Or maybe like a kangaroo oh, kerchief? Like a root kerchief? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think that you should have a store called Katrina's Kerchief. Oh. Oh, maybe that could be. So I have to write my story about my dinosaur playing. Nope, my ukulele playing dinosaur every year. <laughs> No, this is T-Reg. T-Reg is different from the the ukulele playing dinosaur. Um, he doesn't have a ukulele. Yeah, also he's male and the dinosaur is female. But the dinosaur doesn't have a name. She's just a ukulele playing dinosaur. But every year I write a seasonal holiday story about her. And I haven't decided, I haven't written this year's. And I need to get on it because it's almost October. I have to write it and then I have to illustrate it. When do you usually have it? What's your deadline? Uh, by Thanksgiving. So that I can mail it out for St. Nicholas Day. Oh, I mm-hmm. just thought maybe you wrote it and you burnt it. No. <laughs> no, I have like four or five of them now. bad spirits into that. I've written many of them. But maybe this year it'll be about her kerchief. Maybe snowmen and kerchiefs. Maybe Matthew will make a guess. A terrible lizard kerchief. A lizard kerchief. <clears throat> a dinosaur. Oh, okay. Tyrant. We don't need to know that. 
a something wizard. No, Tyrannosaurus Rex was the says that the tyrant. Tyrannosaurus Rex. What is that? What does the Latin mean? Oh. It means the tyrant king. The duh. tyrant king. Duh. I love how you're like duh. I've never taken Latin. Arthur, have you taken no. Latin? No. No. No use for it right now. You listening, Imsa? Maybe we need Latin and Greek. Do we though? No. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> well, my brother did say that one of his favorite classes during undergrad was um, uh, Latin and Greek in modern English. Ooh. Someone pointed out that they didn't understand why Hogwarts didn't teach Latin. Because literally all of the spells were just Latin words. And they're like, why are you not teaching? Is that a Latin? significant plot point in Harry Potter that they do not teach Latin? No, but you know, some people think too much about We don't teach things. Latin here. That's what trash people do. Muggles learn Latin. Yes. I would have loved it if that had been a specific plot point. <laughs> Did you know? I mean, no, but now it makes me, if you're asking about the specific plot points, I'm beginning to realize that, Matthew, have you read hmm. Harry Potter? I have not, no. What? I, I haven't either. Arthur! I tried to get into it when we were at IMSA, and I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, it came out world. when we were at IMSA. Isn't that yeah. nuts? I know. It, so, it came like... out, the fourth book came out the summer before our senior year. Yeah. I remember that. I read the first chapter of the first book when I was on a road trip with some of my relatives to a family reunion in Colorado. Huh. And that was it. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't get into it. Also, I get really car sick when I read, so. I feel like you two <laughs> don't really read much fantasy. No. And I read a lot of fantasy. I'm currently working on a series where there are dragons in England's army. They're basically like the Air Force, but they're dragons in the time of Napoleon. Do you know what? fantasy genre I would like you to read and give me a review of. <laughs> Does it involve dinosaurs? No. Oh. Romance novels written from the perspective of organisms that split in two to reproduce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't... <coughs> like a I, you might need to write that so that mm-hmm. I can read it. I'm sure there's something out there. I did read one fantasy novel about called Semiotic. I begged you to watch it some superhero romance. I, I could. I refused. <laughs> I, I thought that somebody was going to talk about the dinosaur romance novels at some point, which do exist. Uh, I've read Crack.com articles about this. Have all right, so now I novels? know what I want for Christmas. I do not. No, they're all ebooks. Are they interspecies <sighs> romance? Is it like awesome. a T-Rex and a Triceratops? Oh, I know they didn't even live at the same time. Sometimes it's a T-Rex and humans. Oh. Ow. A love that dare not take it. Yep. <laughs> also, ow. Yeah. Right? Like, that sounds really uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know the mechanic. I don't know. Did we just get in, like, a adult rating on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the language sometimes has probably gotten us. Didn't we have to do an adult rating once because... Multiple times, because I tend to drop the F-bomb without realizing that I'm doing it. I used to be such a goody-two-shoes, and now I... It's okay. I curse quite a bit. You're a grown woman. You can do what you want. I know. You're just like Rocket Cat. (laughs) Grown woman who does what she wants. You forgot to bring Rocket on the podcast. The kid of Rocker. Yeah. (laughs) She would just But she would have attacked T-Red. He's inflatable. He can't handle it. Did they give you patches to... Fix him if he ever gets a leak. 
Uh, no, but since then, Google Monkey has gone out and uh, procured patches because he did once have a Oh, no. I know. Is that, pa- is that a patch on his chest? No, that's a sticker from Jenny's ice cream. Ah. <laughs> he loves Jenny's, too. He does love Jenny's. Did and then the medal around his neck is my engagement medal. When we got engaged, no. I not only got a ring, but Google Monkey got me a medal. Ah. <laughs> because he understands the weight of my heart. Because the... You're finished. You're yeah. Going to the finish line. Exactly. You knew. Yeah. And it's got like our little seal. Official engagement bling. And it has our. Oh, it has the penguin on it. Yeah. Ah. Oh, the elephant is me and the penguin right. is him. And it's got the date of our wedding date on there. It says racing to May 1st, 2019, which is the day of our real wedding. As opposed to our fake wedding. Which you're is, having a fake wedding? We're having a real wedding and a fake wedding. May 1st is Wednesday. So, uh, family and friends that will have to be the weekend. Yeah. yeah. For May the 4th. Yes. But May, May the, the 4th is a Saturday, day. which is expenses. Right. We're getting married on May the 5th. Got it. Revenge of the 5th. Oh, I didn't even think about <laughs> that. Yeah. So, you got to wear your Star Wars best, your Star Wars finest, to um, our fake wedding. Arthur. Yes. <clears throat> Out of all of the non-Illinois states you've been to, if you had to pick one that's your favorite, what would it be? And why? Um, well, technically the state. It's not a real state, though. DC's not a state. Oh, right. <laughs> but you Taxation do without representation. representation. That's true. True. Says it on all the license plates. <laughs> um, I... Did you write that the license plates of DC are trolling <laughs> the federal <laughs> government? <laughs> <laughs> uh... I um yeah I would I would, I love DC I love the architecture it's a pretty place to live I just don't like the people as much but that would be one place I would move back to mm-hmm. but I need a lot more money to move back there it's yeah. super expensive now is it warmer is it enough um, warmer it's enough warmer for me like the winters are like mild mild it gets like the lowest it's ever gotten was maybe like a zero degree temp but most of the time it's like 30s 40s in the winter. Mm-hmm. But the best part was, well, when I was a student and working, because they would follow the federal government's schedule, if it was a threat of snow, no work today. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Trades are stopped. We're not going anywhere because we can't handle the snow. <laughs> that was the best part about leaving. I, I've come to really enjoy D.C. as I've gotten older. When I was younger and I'd been there a few times, I just I didn't like it. But I think I just didn't know enough people and actually to get to know the city. But mm-hmm. Yeah. I ran the Cherry Blossom Home Miler, which was very pretty. Supposedly that's, yeah. yeah. And it's like one of the biggest races. It's like yeah. 20, 10,000 There are a lot people. of people. So it's a lottery system, and I got the lottery, and I ran it by myself, and I had my little headphones on, and I haven't ran a mile since then. <laughs> but the thing that always made me laugh about Arthur is that, like, I've been trying to, I've been doing a Couch to 5K app because that's how out of shape I am, mm-hmm. and that has been kicking my B-U-T-T. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to say that word on well, this podcast. Well, I don't want to get a, <laughs> a dead rating. <laughs> Isn't kicking my R-E-A-R E-A-V. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Arthur, even when he goes a long time without running, he's like, mm, I just woke up and like went and did a, a 5K with my brother today. And I was like, what do you I did I was do like, that. If I tried to do that, my life would literally fall off. <laughs> I may not be the fastest runner, but I've done that. I feel like that's what I did with like last year with my brother. Well, yeah, I remember. we live so close, but he did re. We need to get the year runners going we again. Do. 
Yeah. And now that I'm not running for a marathon, I can do the short distances. Yeah. I was, I, when I'm training for a marathon, I'd feel bad because I'd be like, hey guys, I have to do 10 miles. And we're like, yeah, we're <laughs> going to do like this one. And I'm tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can get the year runners going. That would be good. I need to get back out there. Literally, I think, no, I ran the 10 miler and then I did like another 5k with my sister-in-law. And then, like, sometimes if they'll have an extra ticket, they'll be like, oh, if you're off work, if you want to run this 5K with us, come. And I'll go and do it. Mm-hmm. So, I actually ran into an info alum at a 5K. What? Uh, We're everywhere. It was Deontay, <laughs> and she's at class of 2003. <laughs> I ran into him at the last 5K I ran, which was the hip hop. Did you 5K. fall over, or were you able to keep your balance? When? Well, you ran into him. No. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> but it was <laughs> uh, no. no, I had my Now comes the portion of the, the sharing, the, the portion of the podcast where we have a sharing of the pancakes. Oh. We're sharing the pancakes? Yeah. That wasn't enough? Okay. We have so many chocolate chip pancakes left over. I thought there would be more people here, so I made a double batch. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur didn't even know that we once had, that we once, that we have talked about this a lot. We've talked about this a lot, and also, on one podcast, we got close enough that you can hear us all drinking tea. Let us all get close enough you can hear us eating pancakes. Okay. Oh, my God. All the sound designers in the world right now hate us. Very mushy. Mmm. Can I taste the chocolate? Very delicious. <laughs> By the way, Chelsea and Steven, from my perspective, that would be more than enough excuse to ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes we watch, have you ever watched one of our videos? No. What is it called? ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> this topic has come up more than TV. <laughs> Advocates of the uh, ASMR uh, lifestyle, and would you like to be interviewed for ethical writing? Did you know they have uh, sort of? I'm not going to say it's an, an, an exhibit on ASMR, but it's an exhibit on the way video has changed in, since the internet, and like mm. the way that we respond to it and kind of react in real time. And one of and within that exhibit, they had like. Examples of ASMR videos mm. at the Museum of the Moving Image in Astoria. I can't say I've been to Astoria. Well, you should go to New York, and you should go to Astoria, and you should go to the Museum of the Moving Image because they also have a Jim Henson exhibit, which is fantastic, ah, and they have old school that. arcade games. Bert and Ernie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are literally Bert and Ernie. Except for he has a boyfriend, so. right? I'm just well, well, so did Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> I just lived downstairs with Rocket. <laughs> oh, you guys, it's a duel. I need mm-hmm. to come visit. We have a two-floor apartment. Mm. We're high living. It's Chicago living. <laughs> We're technically, it's not technically not a dink household. It's a, it's a three-income, one-cat household. Yeah. <laughs> the cats live in pretty. We're, we're Tioch. Mm-hmm. Instead of dink. What are dink? Yeah. Dual income, no children. Oh. Yuppies. Yeah. That's us, sort of, yeah. until we have children. Yeah. 
Also, my income is inconsistent. I and <laughs> when did I wonder did we'd have to look at that history? Did Dink supplant Yuppie, or did Dink? No, I thought Yuppies they, had children. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's Lincoln Park. So it's the millennials <laughs> that aren't having kids that are Dink. Right. But Dink predated millennials. That word. Probably. What? There's also like a there's like a pink. There's there's some kind of aunt. It's like a. I can't remember what it is. Something no kids. Something aunt no kids. Mine would have to end with TMP. Too many plants. We do have a lot of plants. I came home yesterday and I was like, where are these plants in the balcony all of a sudden? We have a forest. (laughs) (laughs) On the downstairs, though. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I'm very proud of my orchids because they're not dead yet. Where is it? Thanks. Professional ant, no kids. Yes, professional ant, no kids. That's funny. So they, they're Thank not you, flowering. I have four orchids that are not flowering. Well, but they're, they're, they're not dead. Yeah, that's okay. fine. They'll come back. In theory. You do know you should give them a little bit of water. And once a week, I water them. You can even actually just give them a couple ice cubes. Yeah. I water them once a week and make sure that the moss... Are, I've replanted them. with I've repotted them with moss. Nice. And then I make sure the moss is wet. I'm worried about the winter because that window gets so cold. And I think that's what killed them. Like, they used to flower, and then they went through last winter. So I'm thinking maybe moving them to the kitchen. We don't. We never winterize our windows. No. Because our once our furnace gets turned on, it's actually quite warm. Okay. So that's when I move them to the kitchen so that they're not right up against the cold of the window. But then they don't get as much sunlight. It's the, the orchids are causing me more stress than I would like to expend over a living thing that is not a child. <laughs> As we discovered with the bonsai. Yes. Well, the bonsai, I was actually super stressed about the bonsai. Problem is that I went to San Diego for two months and Google Monkey was not prepared to care for orchids and a bonsai. That's a lot of work. Where is the bonsai now? Oh, it's dead. Oh. It's dead, and so I now just keep it as like a display. It lives next to the Zen Garden. I will remember you. In my head, this is what breakfast is like with you two. You just sit with your like coffee and just start singing Sarah McLachlan. But you miscalculated because this is rare because I never eat breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Can't guys, breakfast is the most important meal. He's not up. Most of the time, even if I'm home, he's in bed. Because he's been leaving at what? Six, five? Yeah. Five, five thirty. So early. So early. So early. Mm. Even before, oh my goodness, before the sun rises. Ugh. Mm. I hate that. I hate There's it. There's only two more weeks of this. Thank goodness. There's six more months of this. Well, I'm saying two more weeks of me getting up at Well, at least for now, getting up at five thirty. Then I go to somewhat of. No, that's a lie. <laughs> But then I gotta go to Evanston in December at yeah. 5.30 at the morning, and that's gonna suck. I'm gonna, in theory, yeah. I'm starting grad school in January up in Evanston. Woo! Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so I got into the Masters of Science in Leadership and Creative Enterprises, which is, in theory, a one-year program, but I'm gonna go part-time, so it's definitely gonna be at least two. And Why is it an MS versus an MA? Because uh, it's in the School of Communications. Uh, Northwestern's theater department is within. And this isn't even necessarily theater. It's like 
that's what I like about it is that it's cross dimensional and they actively seek out students who are interested in learning about music and art and theater and dance and mm. film and blah blah blah. How many dimensions? As many as you want. It's a whole new world. A whole new world. Is there a class on wormholes? <laughs> no. But I'm sure there could be. In my head, that would obviously be a dog. Where are you going, Google Monkey? I'm getting ready so I can go to the Oh hospital. that's right, you have to go to the Facebook game today. Go Cubs go. Go Cubs, go! Hey Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are gonna win today. Matthew's looking for the score. The only thing I hate more than young men from Ohio taking up sidewalks with stupid cornholes in Wrigleyville is that song. How can you hate that song? That That, song makes me happy. That song is raging. That song brings me such joy. It is. Such an annoying song. No, 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 no. Are you kidding? When they when they had the Chicago Cubs go on Saturday Night Live with Bill Murray and sing mm-hmm. that song, I like cried. It was it brought me so much joy. I, if I you can't tell <laughs> it is an extremely dumb song. When <laughs> Pez went on sale at Jewel once, I cried. Okay. <laughs> with joy? <laughs> you know, I just thought, you know, maybe for your podcast you should introduce a new song every week. Maybe. Of your, of your favorite choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Katrina Sings the Hits. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would really just be the DuckTales theme song. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. Oh, we, so Google Monkey and I watched a YouTube compilation of the 10 best Toon Disney theme songs. Mm-hmm. It was wrong. Oh, why? Yeah, so they did put DuckTales where it belonged as number one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the only choice. Which is the correct choice. But they did not include Tailspin. They did not include... What did they not include? Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears wasn't even on there. And I was like, excuse me, Gummy Bears should be the top three. No, There was a TV show called Gummy Bears? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gummy Bears, bouncing here and there and everywhere. Mm -hmm. I have Rockapella singing it on my iPod. So... No, instead they had, like, the Gargoyles theme song at number three, and I was like, excuse me. Which is beautiful atmospheric music, but it's not... No words. No, no words. words right? no. There are no words! Mm-hmm. It's not a theme song if there are no words. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, was it what, number four? I think it was number two. No, because Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck was number four or five. Ugh, again, so These wrong. are all Disney. Yes, um, Darkwing Duck should have been number three. We have opinions. I didn't even know Gummy Bears was a Disney one. But uh, I only dude Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was that supposed to be a like a funny reference to Chip and Dale Dancers or Chip and Dale Dancers reference to Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers or are they totally unrelated? I know they're spelled differently, of course. I think they're totally unrelated unless I'm sure if you went to like a Disney strip show, <laughs> they would probably in their costumes. Yeah. Oh, I came up with a really great idea for a strip show in Vegas. So I was in Germany, and I saw a poster that said, Boy Bands Forever! And I was like, yes. <laughs> Tell me more. And then I was like, this should be a strip show in Vegas of just, like, really hot men singing boy band songs from the Ooh, 90s. While stripping. While stripping. That and I was like, good. I would see that in a heartbeat. And I would go, like, every week. <laughs> Maybe you could be the... Manager. Maybe. I could be like, and then I could go to auditions. And be like, um, mm. I'm sorry, that makes me, that sounds like I'm objectifying men, which technically I am. It's a strip show. 
I, well, but, you know, you could ask them questions so that you build a rapport with them and answer, so it's not just pure objectification. I mean, it really comes down to, can you sing and dance right. while taking your clothes what off? What song would you make them sing? I mean, you want them to show off their... Vocal range. Their vocal range. Yeah. You know, like, in an audition, <laughs> in an audition, you want them... <laughs> And that is the difference between me and you, Matthew. And I am far more interested in can they sing and dance. Well, it's so funny. I, I was like only I I guess I only half registered that until you said, Well, you want them to show off <laughs> their vocal range. <laughs> I don't know what song would make them do that. Last night at the nineties dance party they said I want it that way. Well, of course. That probably is a good one. Yeah, um, you know. Backstreet Boys excelled at the songs that make no sense. Right. <laughs> like, Backstreet's back, all right. right. And I'm like, why is this song about you? <laughs> you never really left. Exactly. <laughs> Here we are, we're back again. <laughs> and then, Am I original? Oh, next time there's a 90s dance party, I want to know yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. Because, and was there Britney Spears? Uh, you know, they didn't play any Britney. Maybe what? they played it earlier before okay. we got there, or later after we left. Maybe because left there's like early. three solid Britney dance songs. There are. Which one? Drive Me Crazy. That's a good one. And then, of course, Baby, Baby One, one more, more Time. time. And mm-hmm. that the follow-up. The one with the stupid... Oops, I did it again. Oh, no. I remember when Hit Me Baby One More Time came out. I was sitting in the IMSA dorm in 1504, mm-hmm. watching it on Did TRL. you it I did. For That's one right, semester. you did. And then I moved. And moved the whole thing. Right. 1504. 04. I was right 04 DL for years. When you went back to school, had you been doing enough with grad school that doing the pre-med stuff and then in med school that it was like relatively straightforward? No. Wait, so you're saying going back to grad school is hard? Uh, it's good. So, like, switching. So that's the thing. Like, even though I was in grad school for, like, a science topic, I was, you know, as we when you're doing a PhD, you're very focused on that one topic. Um, so going to med school was learning how to be a med student, which was different, which was a lot of, you got to learn this, you got to memorize it because there's an exam. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of information that they cram into two years versus doing your PhD, you have time to be like, I can explore this topic and I can read all about this. And. Um, so I think it was a it was a transition that was a little bit more. It was made easier because I also did a post back program <laughs> before I started med school to learn how to be a med student okay. um, and learn how to study properly for med school. But I think what grad school helped me with was just learning how to. I don't know. I mean, like you work a lot of hours in grad school, and so you just get used to being. And you're also very independent, so you get just used to learning like being self like learning how for yourself, which I think. Sometimes people, when they go to med school, they don't realize there's a lot of, you're being self-taught. Mm-hmm. You have to teach yourself a lot. They're so used to professors, like, giving them information and being like, and they complain, like, this person sucked at teaching. I'm like, well, you know, you got to learn it yourself. You know, somehow I get the information. But, right. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, I hate to break it to you guys, but I got to wrap this up. I Before we wrap it up, I would just like the listeners to know that Katrina has a decorative guard. It's a sweet... Nope, that's a red curry squash. A red curry. I also squash. have a pumpkin pie squash. And it fits perfectly between my thumb and uh, forefinger. Well, I think you should take it home with you. Yeah, I think this is why they're on the table. Oh, you want me to take it? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> yes, please. They're also like three weeks old. Um, because they came in my CSA quite a bit ago. That's a very well fitted squash. Well, I'm excited for you. A new squash. It's a really well fitting squash. I'm really so excited for you. Please, I made squash three times this week. Take the squash. Come. Four times. I made butternut squash too. Come. Uh, record a podcast at our house, and you can see our plant. And then you okay. can talk to Arthur again. And you can meet Rocket. We can meet Rocket! She can be a guest in the podcast. Do you ever Rocket. take this show on the road? Yes. <laughs> I've coming. taken it to San Diego. <laughs> Come into Noble Square, y'all. <laughs> 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 All right. Any insult of living in Noble Square. Right. Come on out. Contact oh. us. I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but we have discovered Mark uh, McClendon, Priya. Lives in this area. Priya is over here. Well, then we gotta... Mary. Look, we gotta... Mary. Someone write this down. Mary, what? She lives in Wicker Park. She just moved here. What? We gotta have a get-together. We gotta have a nice little get-together. And then we'll, like, be like, oh, it's cool. We're just hanging out. And they'll be like, podcast. Mary Adequoia is my undercover Chicago grad student buddy. Because we're both there and every once in a while we see each other. And we're like, what are you doing here? So the funny thing is, I texted Matthew. Yeah, told me that he ran into Priya on the train. I was like, hey, yeah. And I see this little kid, because I follow him, and we're Facebook friends. And I was like, that kid looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized it was her son, but it was with her wife. And then I went to like, and Deanna Cruz's So I just like, listen, I don't know what that is. But. That's fair. Um, one of, I had, so Mary was a thesis advisor for an undergraduate student this past year who was in one of my classes. And, you know, they're, all the undergrads are, like, terrified of all the graduate students anyway, and the professors especially so. But he was like, do you know this individual in the film studies program named Mary Adekoya? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's a small world. It's, all right, we got it. Seriously, I got it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.